Chut, chut, everyone. Welcome to Tuscan Radio. I'm your host, Drew Gretsch. Today, time to break down the Andor trailer. I'm so excited for this. This dropped last week at Source Celebration. I just have not had the chance to um, do the trailer breakdown just yet. And I mean, we're doing it now. We're doing it now. So I can't wait to talk about this trailer. Um, so, I mean, just quick update on the podcast right now. Uh, we already have our Kenobi Episode 3 Instant Take out that dropped yesterday. I'm actually recording today in advance. So I just did that a couple hours ago. Um, the full Kenobi episode three review is going to drop tomorrow at 3 a.m. Central time. Just because, I mean, I record these in advance, so that's when they drop. Um, and then Saturday is going to be the Bad Batch season two trailer. And then maybe we'll do something on Sunday. I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll break down that um that Fallen Order 2 trailer, maybe. Probably not, but whatever. We'll we'll see what happens. So, yeah, uh, we're just going to get right on into breaking down the, the, the first trailer for Andor. But first, we have some news about Andor. The series is going to premiere on Disney Plus on Wednesday, August 31st, with two episodes. We're going to get a double premiere. This is a 12-episode first season. It's a 12-episode first season, which I love... I am not a big fan. I mean, of, of when the Marvel shows, especially the Marvel shows, do six-episode seasons. Kenobi, you know, Lucasfilm and Marvel are, are different. So maybe Lucasfilm is better at structuring their shows. Um, I mean, we're, we'll see. We're halfway through Kenobi. And I love Kenobi right now. So we'll see what happens there. But it was also an officially announced that Andor Season 2 is going to start filming in November. And it will also be 12 episodes. We're going to get... 24 episodes for the series, which I freaking love. I love that so much. And season two is going to jump forward in the future because season one is set, primarily set, five years prior to the events of Rogue One. So it's at five BBY. And season two is going to literally lead us right into um, the events of Rogue One. So there will not be a season three unless they really want to retcon the movies, (laughs) which I don't think they should do. So... Yeah, I just can't wait for this show to come out on August 31st. I will double premiere. It's going to be great. And this trailer is fantastic. So let's, I'm going to play the trailer first, and then we're going to break the whole thing down. So here we go. These days will end. 
So that is, that is the Andor trailer. <laughs> so now we're just going to go through this and break it all down just frame by, by frame as, as we usually do. So we start off here on this uh, new planet. I, I believe this is, this is probably going to be Cassian's homeworld. I don't think we know a name for it yet, but we have this guy right here who's up there with um, sort of just like ringing the, the war bells. And I thought it was super cool. Like this is just a great way to start off this trailer. And you know, one of the things that's really interesting to me, and we're seeing a little bit here in um, in Kenobi, but what I really love that we're seeing is we're seeing truly just like how dark and gritty this, not necessarily gritty, but um, this, this time period was just so much darker in between episodes three and four. And, you know, we're seeing it in, um, in Kenobi and then immediately going into Andor, I love it. You know, we, we have the little taste in Rogue One. That's one of the reasons why Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. Is because we see this darker, more gruesome side of the Rebellion. And just from the first, the first 15 seconds of this trailer, you get that sense. You get the sense this is going to be darker. It's going to be darker. It's going to be more, more visceral, hopefully. Like, I, I want the action and the violence in this series to be some of the best you've ever seen in Star Wars. You know, it sounds weird to just like saying you want Star Wars to be, be darker and more bloody and, and more violent. But I mean, that's the time period we're living in with, with, with the, with the series. Um, and, and it being more of a rogue one spinoff. Like if, if this were like a spinoff of solo, I'd say differently, but because this is a prequel series to rogue one, it's a prequel to a prequel, but it's not a sequel to the prequels. That's why I, I love that when um when Diego Luna when Diego Luna sorry was uh on I think it was Jimmy Kimmel about a year and a half ago. Kimmel was like so so your your Star Wars show is it's a prequel to a prequel, but it's not a sequel to the prequels. And he's like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like you know, it's it's confusing, but yeah, this is. Just, I, I'm just so excited for it. I'm hyped for this show. So let's just keep on bringing out this trailer. Keeps ringing the bells. Get the Lucasfilm title card. Then then we see um, a group of people living off, it seems, in the wilderness with, like, pots and pans. It, it honestly reminds me a bit of um, of The Walking Dead. I, I, I don't remember what season this was, but when they... They come across those, like, ocean, like, the ocean tribe. Not not tribe, but, like, that settlement. That's what this reminds me of, is from The Walking Dead. But they all get up, um, and they see a ship burning and falling to the ground. I wonder if this, this kid right here, uh, pause at 31 seconds in. I wonder if that's Cassian. 
I wonder if that's casting. I, I don't know if it is, but I, I wonder. Then we're on um, some junkyard planet, uh, or at least we're in a junkyard. One thing I, that's, I don't necessarily love about Star Wars is how it seems like every planet only has like one environment. You know, it's either a desert planet or it's an, it's an ocean planet or it's like um, the planet um, Makuzo. That we saw in the most recent that we saw in the most recent episode of Kenobi, like that's more desert, but not really. Um, it seems like that's the entire planet. So, yeah, it, it's just and also plants and stars feel so small. They feel so small. Um, yeah, but I, I wonder if this is that um, that trash planet that we saw. Uh, Bill Burr's character in Mandalorian season two is that guy's name. That was. Um, Mayfeld. Mayfeld. I, don't know. I I wonder if this is the same planet we saw Mayfeld on. Because, you know, I, I also just really love... Even there, though, th- these shows are set across decades, uh, these Star Wars Disney Plus shows, they connect to each other. Like, Boba Fett is a spinoff of The Mandalorian. We see a lot of characters from Mando show up in Boba Fett. It is Mando season 2.5. So waiting on, like... Because I, I do want one substantial connection in Kenobi that's more than just Tim Morrison. You know, I, 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 I kind of just want to see as I, it's the thing is, is I don't know how far, like I, I, I want them to go in Kenobi in terms of cameos. I think that the way that they've done the cameos thus far has been fantastic. Like it's not cameos for cameos sake. It's just their, their cameos and their references that matter to the story and are important. So anyway, that but that is a discussion for a Kenobi podcast, not this one. But yeah, we have this cool little red trash droid. It looks like some sort of astromech, but I don't necessarily know. All right, then we have this white lab right here where we have these these guys. I'm not sure. I'm not totally sure what this is. It seems like you know, Cassian has this one line in Rogue One. Um, he's, he's talking to, to Jin and he goes that he's been a tool of the Imperial war machine. And like these guys, I like, I, I want to see that Imperial war machine, you know, like maybe not like an actual like machine, but like it, it's, they're all cogs, they're all cogs in the machine. And I want to see that a lot in this series. I think that's what the, this, this scene could be here. Uh, we have a girl um, in some sort of mountains. And that's the other thing I really like with the series that we, with her seeing this trailer. It doesn't look like it's all been shot in the volume. You know? Um, like, the, the tragedy, season tips with Six of Mandalorian, like, that was clearly not in the volume. That was all in the, the hills of Los Angeles. Uh, can it be part three? Part three. That was, I think, easily not shot in the volume a whole lot. Like, I mean, I, I think some of the scenes uh, for Mustafar and Nur with the Fortress Inquisitoris, those were volume, but I think everything on Makuzo was probably all on location. And we've seen a lot of set photos from Andor, you know, that show that it's going to be a sprawling story. And it's not all shot um, in the volume in, on... Um, 
in Manhattan Beach in LA. So I, I love that. Love the landscape here. These guys seem to, it, it seems like they're some sort of rebels. Um, yeah. Yeah, so they're they're running over to a table and just hiding their blasters from from presumably the Empire. Cut back to the to a village and we see um a man run toward another like war bell and tells presumably his son. And I wonder if this is casting. I wonder if I wonder if this right here, this kid in the green hoodie. Which by the way, we got a hoodie in Star Wars. Got a hoodie in Star Wars. Um I wonder if this kid is um is Cassian. I wonder if we have we heard anything about Cassian's siblings. I I feel like we have. I feel like we have heard something about um about Cassian's siblings for the series. But I I I can't really speak to that because I don't know if that's actual news or if I'm just making it up. <laughs> um, it seems so. Now we're back. We cut back to this. I feel like this is the same, like, trash planet, uh, where we saw that red garbage asteroid. Now we got some gunships. We got some gunships. It seems like some of these scenes are, like, set, like, maybe the first couple episodes are set in the immediate aftermath of Revenge of the Sith. Sort of like what we saw with Bad Batch. Um, but it seems like this show might do what I actually wanted Bad Batch to do in season one, which is show us how, like, how does the galaxy react to the fall of the Republic and the formation of the Empire. You know? And Bad Batch didn't show us that a whole lot, if at all. So I hope maybe that was what we get in the first couple episodes of Andor, and then for the rest of it, it jumps like 15 years into the future. But yeah, but it seems like this is this does, does look like the early days here, where we still have this, like, recognizable clone trooper gunship design, but it's different. It seems like all the paint's been removed. They're very clean. They're they're stark white. Um, yeah. So I I just like anything with this era where it's sort of like the the lines between Republic and Empire. It's sort of blurred. It's sort of blurred, and I really love that. I I really love this part of the timeline. Um, it seems like again on this trash planet we got uh, some rebels here just lo lo looking out at the Empire. Probably get one more shot of um, the first guy that we saw in the trailer just banging on the um, the drums. And then we get some cool shots here. Where we just like see that fear. We see that fear um, of the Empire with uh, it seems like some shop owners like closing the blinds. And actually, the these are the same sort of thing we saw in um, most recent episode of Kenobi. Uh, where Obi-Wan's, like, looking out toward Vader. Spoilers, I guess, for Kenobi Episode 3. Um, he's, he's looking out of that safe house toward Vader, and he's looking through blinds like this. I'm not sure if we've seen blinds like this in Star Wars before, but if not, it's a cool little Easter egg they did, they did for Kenobi, and then put an and or maybe it was vice versa. And you have a woman right here who's standing in the corner, just glancing out stormtroopers. Here's an Imperial officer right here. I'm not quite sure what armor this is. It's making me think that maybe these guys aren't, aren't Imperial. Like, maybe in the fall of the Republic, maybe some other factions besides the Empire trying to, like, seize what little power they can. And maybe that that's what these guys are. Uh, it's just what I'm thinking. And they, they knock on this one guy's door and he opens it. And we'll see what happens there when we see the show. 
Then here we go. We get our first look at Diego Luna poking his head out behind a brick wall. It seems like this is a different scene because time of day is different. Um, and, he's some, and he sees some stormtroopers passing by. Uh, he has some dialogue, like they're they're so proud of themselves, so fat and satisfied. And we get another one of the, these cool like white rooms here, all imperial. All like imp- these, these guys seem like they're moths. It seems I don't I don't quite remember who had like like what the white um, imperial officer uniform symbolizes because I remember I remember Krennic had this maybe if like you're a director of like an important project then you are then you have that white you have the white suit i i wonder if, if we see chronic in the show i wonder if we see, if we see chronic so we know in terms of like re- returning characters from rogue one and other movies obviously we have cassian it's his show um genevieve o'reilly's coming back as mon Mothman. we'll talk about that more in a bit um it's also announced that forrest whitaker is coming back uh he's gonna pop up pop up at least once in this first season. Alan Tudyk is not in season one, so there there's no K2 in season one, which makes me a little bit sad, but we are going to be seeing K2 pop up in the second season, which I really love. I, I hope we get one episode of the series, because again, it's 24 episodes, so you can have like more interesting things happen. You can do, like, I guess, filler episodes that matter. You know, and, and I'm not against filler. I think filler is important. But when you only have six episode seasons, you want to just keep the story moving. You know? You want to keep that story moving. And I actually think that thus far, seeing first the first two seasons of The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, the first half of Kenobi, I think these shows have done a really wonderful job of dealing with filler. You know, like Mando Season 1, I feel like it's the only show that's had like actual filler. And those episodes of quote-unquote filler were expanding that that story. So, I mean, but a, a show like this, where there are 12 episodes, I'm perf- I'm perfectly okay with that. So I, I would love to see um, that adaptation from the comic where Cassian met K2. Another thing, you know, with the news that this show leads right into Rogue One with Season 2, I did re-watch Rogue One this weekend, and my god, I love and adore that film more every time I watch it. I think it's I think it's near perfect. But um it seems like Cassian already knows Galen Erso. You know, from the way that he, he talked about talked about him in the first scene of that movie with where he is he's with um the character's name I think is Tivik. Tivik. Um uh, and I hope we see Tivik pop up here. But he goes was it Galen Erso? Like, or, or something along the lines of that. So, I hope that we see Galen Erso pop up. I also think that scene where he's, like, um, going up to, um, where he's he's going up to Jin, and he's like, They're, they were never going to believe you, but I, I convinced them. I want, I, I think we're going to, like, get backstories for most of, if not all of those characters. Because again, they have the space. This is going to be 24 episodes across two seasons. So I, I really love that. But we, we need to keep moving on with this with this trailer. You have this first guy right here. This guy at the head of the table. 
Not sure what his role is going to be. I'm sure we'll find out, though. Then we see some Imperial officers. Um, just It seems like they're on a bridge of a ship, of a Star Destroyer, and they're just they're having their morning calf. All right, then we see um, a new character played by Adria Ar- Arjona, who um, we just recently saw in a Marvel film, the greatest, the, the, it is the movie of all time. We saw her in, um, in, in Morbius. So, um, she's going to play a, a supporting role in the Andor series. We see her running here. It seems like she is some sort of rebel. Um, I wonder if she's working with, with Saw Gerrera. One more shot of this guy banging the drums. And then we get to Coruscant. We cut to Coruscant, which I, I really like that. Um, we see some cool elevators here, and it seems like they're going going into lower depths of the city. Then we have a shot, and I don't know if the shot is connected, but we see um, an imperial officer, scientist, or some sort of like ranking imperial, uh, leaving a ship, flanked by two death troopers. So we are going to be seeing death troopers pop up here. We saw death troopers, of course, they were introduced in Rogue One. Uh, I started getting to one of my friends this weekend because again the whole like Tuscan radio crew uh, was just like gone. We we all went to Northern Michigan this weekend. It was super fun. Um, but one of my my friends who actually hasn't been on the show before, but he got to come, <laughs> was like Death Troopers. Sorry, I have to see the voice because he's British. Death Troopers are actually my my favorite stormtroopers in all Star Wars. So you know that's um, you know I. I'm like, I, I totally agree with that. I love Death Troopers. I think they're awesome. I love seeing them. It was weird hearing them, like, talk in, in Rebels. It was weird hearing them talk in Rebels. But maybe, you know, the muffler thing was introduced later on. And then we also saw them in uh, at least one or two episodes of The Mandalorian. Because Moff Gideon had them. M- Moff Gideon had some some Death Troopers with him. So they're walking through. Then, like, this is, without a doubt, totally Coruscant. This is absolute Coruscant right here. Um, Mon Mothma. So we talked about on the show a couple weeks ago with that Vanity Fair article. Um, it was revealed that there are going to be two main stories in season one of Andor. That we're going to have the story of Cassian... And concurrently, there's going to be a whole storyline with Mon Mothma and the founding of the Rebel Alliance. What I hope it's not, what I really hope it's not, is we get an episode of Casting, then an episode of Mon Mothma, an episode of Casting, then an episode of Mon Mothma, and we just get that. Because that, to me, I think really messes with the, the narrative flow of the series. I really hope it's like in each episode we get these, we're going to get these storylines, you know? But... I I don't want to see Cassian in every episode, or you know, if we get like one or two Mon Mothma only episodes here and there, that's that's fine. Because again, twelve episodes, you can do that when you have when you are not limited to six episode miniseries. But yeah, oh uh, yeah, Mon Mothma, and I really love that she's finally getting the spotlight. But I I always thought that Mon Mothma was such not an interesting character, but more like intriguing because she she is the founder of the rebel alliance she was always the leader it, the leader wasn't leia organa it wasn't like skywalker it was always mon mothma 
and you know George Castor to play Mon George Cast Genevieve O'Reilly to play Mon Mothma in Revenge of the Sith, but her scenes were all cut from the final film. Uh, Disney gave her two or three scenes in um in Rogue One, and now and I believe she popped up in Rebels as well. I, I think she popped up in Rebels. But now, like, she's, she's getting to do so much more. Genevieve O'Reilly is really going to become, like, a a supporting character in Star Wars through this show. And I really love that. I really love that. Again, get this really cool landscape right here. I'm not entirely sure who who's standing there. But, I mean, this is... This is really beautiful right here i i love this a whole lot this great landscape uh then we have stellan skarsgård man stellan skarsgård is great he is a fantastic actor um again i really only know him from the mcu and from from dune but oh and i was he was also in um in cinderella with lily james um, I, I don't know from, from a whole lot, but I really like what, what I've seen. Uh, he can, he, he can act really well. Uh, he's just a great actor. And I'm glad he's joining the, um, the Rebel Alliance. Do we have a name for this character? Do we have a name for, because he's, he, he's playing a rebel. But do we have a name for Stellan Skarsgård's character? I think they did give him a name at the, um, at the pre at the Star Wars celebration, but I, I guess they they didn't. Um, yeah, okay, but yeah, Stone Skarsgård can't cannot wait to see him in Andor. Then we have this cool water planet with these, um, how 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 many sides that one two three yeah so this, this, these cool hexagons, um thought they were pentagons for a second but but they're not, um, now so we have the hex from Wandavision making an appearance in Star Wars. Turns out Wanda's multiversal shenanigans in Doctor Strange 2 jumped to the Star Wars universe. Um, yes, yeah, so we have this shard here of an Imperial officer leaving a ship. Um, uh, an Imperial hallway really is what this is. Then we have some clear... This looks like a prison or maybe this is like a, an Imperial like Stormtrooper training facility is, is, is what I'm wondering if this what this is because... I mean, my first thought was Camino, but of course, at the end of the Bad Batch season one, Camino is destroyed. The cloning facilities are gone, so it's not like the Empire utilized their um, their resources with Camino to train clones or train stormtroopers because Camino's all gone. Camino's just gone, so. I wonder, so this is either a prison right here or a training camp. Well, the faces of the people here, they, they look to be a bit younger, uh, just for, from this one shot that we're seeing. So, they probably are just one, um, they, they, it's probably training, is, is what my thought is. Alright, we have this other character, and this was the, um, I, I believe this was, um, this was that guy from earlier. I was like, this could be a faction of some sort. Um, but yeah, he's he's holding up a um, a hologram with Cassian. So Cassian is is wanted. It seems. 
more war bells, more war bells. This guy again, this guy again, um, in this orange and black armor, burning something. Then we have someone who we can presume is probably Mon Mothma speaking out to the Senate, which I love seeing the, the, the Senate again, seeing the, the Imperial Senate, because we have not seen the Imperial Senate thus far in anything, I don't believe, at, at least not in live action. Uh, we have someone, we have a woman here walking through the streets with cadets. We have um, another character just walking on an, on an imperial base, probably in Ireland or, or the UK, just because you can tell from the mountains there. Again, love that they're leaving the volume for some shows. Like Mandalorian, that should probably be in the volume, but I love you know, with Andor, they're like, no, we will we, utilize the volume for some of it, but then the rest of it, we're going to go out and shoot on location. I love that. We have a hooded figure uh, walking along a rainy um, platform at night. I wonder if this is Edu. I wonder if this is Edu. I don't, I don't think it is, but it, it could be Edu. All right, then we get some clone troopers. We get some clone troopers. This looks like it's still on that uh, garbage world, which I'm not saying the world's garbage. I'm saying like, the one environment that they have there it's probably a garbage planet so there's some clone series means tim morrison might pop up here tim morrison might get a little cameo which i would love to see uh another shot of adria Ar ariona's character we still don't have a name for her but she has some blood in her face so she was just in the skirmish and it looks like right behind her is one of these guys with the orange and black armor it looks like one of those guys so maybe she, she's been taken prisoner, is, is my guess, and she's looking to, to the sky. We have, like, an Imperial, like, hover. Not not necessarily Imperial, but we have one of these, like, hover uh, armored things right here and these guys. And, I, again, I don't think these guys are Empire. I don't think these guys are Empire. These orange... I guess that's blue, not black. These orange and blue suits. I, I, think, I think that's some sort of other crime syndicate or faction or something. All right, character jumps down into a TIE fighter cockpit. Don't know who that is. Um, then Cassian jumps to light speed in the ship. Then we cut to Aunt Petunia from Harry Potter, Fiona Shaw, um, saying this is what a reckoning sounds like. And man, I love that. Star Wars and or... original series streaming august 31st on disney plus so yeah that is that is the andor trailer everyone i just cannot wait for the show that was a fantastic trailer this is show that i mean even me even me this show's been flying under my radar a bit like oh yeah we still have andor this year you know um but yeah i i just cannot wait to to see this series i think it's gonna be great you know, I mean, I, I hope everything is great with Star Wars, but I really want this show to be phenomenal because I think this could be a show that is able to, I guess, like further the idea that Star Wars can be different. Like, and I, I love Star Wars. It's starting to like explore different ideas here, and w w with their Disney Plus show, same way that Marvel's doing. So I, I, I love that a whole lot. 
that's going to do it for today's podcast, guys. Uh, go check us out on Twitter at Tuscan Radio Pod. Again, tomorrow is going to be our uh, Star Wars Kenobi Part 3 full review. Full review. Which makes me excited. So, yeah, thank you guys so, so much for, for listening. I'm Drew Gretsch. May the Force be with you always. I have spoken.